1: Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible, hanging out, a bad city, a broken day, a bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad attitude, bad taste, bad dude, bad breath, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Pharrell of right across the river into the woods from where Granny finally got out of the hospital today, and the first thing she asked me for was a sack of that Khalifa Kush in New York City, the Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traveling, some kind of fashion. Shake it up. Do, all my friends that come around, lots and of party up. Rats on the west side, bedbugs uptown with a mess of of tatter. My brain splattered all over Manhattan. Should shake it up. Hey, what's gagging? It's Pharrell with Mafia tonight. Toll-free 844-843-6879. Again, toll-free. That's 844 843 Six eight seven nine to get on the bench later this hour. Mitch Lawrence will join us, and he's with NBA Radio. We'll talk about the trade deadline and everything going on in the NBA. Uh, I got to tell you, I just watched the uh, Bucks game. I mean to tell you, how pathetic are they? I mean, I can't even believe what are they going to interview Middleton after this? That that vomit I just watched. I mean to tell you, oh, they're bragging about how great they are. With his 27-point, 13-rebound, four-dime game. Oh, you mean the game that they led by 25 and they won by two because they quit playing? Oh, my God. Mafia, did you see them lay down like French hookers and let Boston just hit one three after the next and come back from 25 down to lose by two? I mean, that was the worst beat I've had in a while, betting. I mean, watching them just quit playing, that's all you need to know about the Milwaukee sucks, that they just never win anything because they suck so bad. Who in their right mind blows a 25-point lead because you quit playing? Mafia, did you watch it? Yeah, that was
2: absolutely pathetic. That's definitely you know not a sign of a team that you could actually believe in come the Eastern Conference Finals or NBA Finals if they somehow make it there. I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks, once again, looking like posers. I- Boston Celtics are terrible this year, and you let them come back like that? That's embarrassing.
1: I mean, it was so unbelievable watching it. I was sitting there going, I I was watching whatever by myself, and I was just cussing and watching it, and I was sitting there going, is this even happening? Like, I watched this. It was so fake and phony. It was so fixed. I was watching this team, and they were taking – I mean, one, uh, it was unbelievable. They were uh, committing charges one after the next. Every other trip down the floor, they had a charge. Boston just kept taking charges. And and every call went Boston's way with all these uh, charges. And then they called one on Giannis. They called one on Middleton. They called one on everybody. And then uh, they started hitting threes. I mean, uh, Brown was hitting them. Walker was hitting him, Smart was hitting him, Tatum was hitting him. Christ, I'm surprised Tice didn't hit one. All I know was that lead went away in literally 3 minutes. It was like in 3 minutes time they made up 20 points. It was unbelievable. I mean, I couldn't even believe what I was watching. I think the Bucks are phonies. We welcome in our radio affiliate SiriusXM Mighty Year at 1090 in San Diego. Sports Map Radio, Sports Byline USA. It's Pharrell with Mafia on a bench. So I just couldn't believe it. I mean, how do you trust or bet or believe in a team? I'm, it's inexplicable to me that blows a 25-point lead. They literally rolled over and died. They stopped playing. They didn't even care at all what was happening. They were just like, uh, you know, screw it. Let's just win the game. Let's just, let's just, you know, get the W and get out of here. And then afterwards, they're doing interviews, <laughs> like bragging about it. Middleton's on national television talking about his big night. I would no more do an interview after that game than puke after what I just saw. They absolutely choked a 25-point lead. Okay, they won the game. Fair enough. Anyone that watched that game, anyone that just sat there and watched that game, they have to have their jaw replaced because it dropped off their face. I'm just sitting there watching this team. And and remember, the Celtics have been anything but uh, they're just average. They're an average team. They have been average all year. And all they ever talk about is Brad Stevens, a genius. He's a genius. My ass. I'll tell you what, he's just another coach. That's what he is. He's just another coach. uh, I've heard genius. He's a genius since he got there, and he's never won Jack Shaq. Okay? So uh, I'm done listening to that, too, all these people trying to sell me that Brad Stevens is a genius. Uh, And and that average-ass team, they came back so fast on the Milwaukee sucks. I mean, oh, my God. I watched a game, I was like, that team thinks they're going to win an NBA championship? <laughs> I mean, you got to be kidding me. It's just absolute I just I want to vomit after I just watched that game. I I think I have the flu. I literally caught the flu watching the Bucks tonight.
3: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me
0: play Devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming Devil. So many sports. So many memories. So many players. So many teams. So many great matchups. So many possibilities. going to pass all that up? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
1: All right, all on the bench. Uh, Mafia, are you seeing this? <laughs> I mean, are you looking at this? Uh, oh, my God. Oh my God. It is just unbelievable to me what's happening to me. Is it, is it my, am I having a bad day or something? What is happening here? I don't understand this at all. Should I walk out of the room or something and come back? Will that help? I look like a no. robot right now. I look like a robot. <laughs> I look like, you know, what I look like on the TV right now, the Terminator. My face is melted. Are you seeing this? You can see my skull, literally, with this stupid thing. Oh, my God. Jesus. Anyway, I have never in my life, I I just can't even fathom what I just saw with the Milwaukee Bucks. Honestly. They didn't deserve to win the game. They did not deserve to win the game. When you blow a 25-point lead on your home floor uh, against a crap team, don't tell me the Celtics have been anything but crap this year. And then I'm sitting there watching them. They came back in five minutes from 25 down, and they were down two. And they had the ball at the last shot of the game. They had the ball with two seconds left, last ball, last shot, last chance. to. They could have won with a three. I mean, it was the most unbelievable thing I have ever seen that uh, they they can't handle, they can't even get out of their own way. They are phony. That's what they are. I mean, they're not like All I hear about is Giannis this and Giannis that. He never wins Shaq.
2: He wins MVP awards. He's not going to win that with performances like that because Everyone's talking about how oh they won't give it to him for a third year in a row. How about they won't give it to him because he was four of eleven for thirteen points in this game where they barely won. He was the uh, one, two, three, four, tied for fifth leading scorer on that team. He took less shots than Middleton, Lopez, Holiday, and one more than Bobby Portis. And you're gonna tell me that's the MVP? Get the hell out of here.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you what else. Uh, When you're in trouble. In a game, and you're losing a lead of 25 points, and you're melting like an ice cream cone, and you have the two-time defending MVP of the league. And you know what he did in that in that just massive comeback by the Celtics? He stepped on Tice's face for a charge. And that was and he had a he had one layup. One one hook layup off the glass, kiss off the glass bucket, and a charge. He had two shots, the, the kiss off the glass, and then a, another chance to score. He, he took a charge. You know, he, he got called for a charge when he stepped on Tice and bashed into him and threw the elbow into him. So my point being is that Giannis, when the game was on the line, when they were in trouble, and they needed the two-time defending MVP, he did nothing. I mean absolutely less than zero. Nothing. And that's why no one believes in them. That's why no one believes in the Milwaukee Bucks. Year in and year out, they they are just a constant failure. Are they not mafia? I'm not even making this stuff up. Like I don't have a I don't have a hair in my cockus for the um the Bucks like Carver High does, he hates him. I just don't even think about him because, in my opinion, they don't even matter, <laughs> and they never have. They got the MVP, but that's all they got. I mean, honestly, I've been hearing about this Middleton guy, like I give a rat's ass about his game. What has he brought down besides absolutely nothing?
2: Right, and, you know, all these other seasons, like you said, when it, when it's on the line. They weren't giving the ball to him because he wasn't making shots. They were giving it to Giannis, who was then not mis- making shots. I mean, now I guess he's kind of their focal point for a you know, late game. You need a winner, you go to him. But that's what I say about Giannis then. You know, do they, they don't trust him anymore with the ball in the big spots. Now it's Middleton, right? Now he's trying to take over the game late. He's trying to be the LeBron.
1: But he didn't do anything either. I know he had 27 in the game, but that was all in the first three quarters. Fair enough. It was a great game. 27, 13, whatever, in the first three quarters. That was the ugliest fourth quarter I've ever seen. Do you have it in front of you, Mafia? That you were looking at the stats. What was the score in the fourth quarter? What was the, the difference between the Celtics? 33 to 21. 33 21, Boston? Yep. Yeah, that's. it seemed like, it literally seemed way more than that. To me, it seemed like 33 to 10. That's how bad they came back and schooled them. It was like, it was surreal watching it. It was literally one foul after the next, one bad pass, one turnover, one missed shot, one missed free throw. I mean, it was the most unbelievable thing ever. And you know what's crazy is I don't even care. And look how mad I, I got watching it. That's my point. Like, I don't even care about the Bucks. I don't care if they go away. I don't even care if they evaporated. I'm, all I'm telling you is, I you know, I did bet on them, and I lost that bet, obviously. I laid three and a half. It was my uh, top play. Well, they were up 25 midway through the third. And people will say, oh, well, you know, that happens in the NBA every night. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't, where you lead by 25 in the third, and you're one of the best teams in the NBA, allegedly and you blow that lead on your home floor. Mafia, tell me that happens every night. We're the best teams in the league. Do you ever see the Lakers blow a 25-point lead at the Staples Center in the uh, halfway through the third quarter? They blow a 25-point lead. When have you ever seen that once, ever?
2: Never. Usually they're coming back yeah. from being down 15 points in the third quarter.
1: Okay. But you've never seen them actually blow a 25-point lead at home? No. In the you know With five minutes left in the third. And then you play in the fourth, 12 minutes, right? And you blow the entire kitten caboodle and you're up two and they have the ball with a chance to beat you with a three. And remember when they came back, they must've hit nine threes because every shot I saw was a three going in. That's how they came back. So all I know is great teams. Don't let that happen. Let's just, Well, let's look at the facts. Have you ever seen the Nets do it this year when they got Harden? Let's say they got Harden, Kyrie, and Durant. Durant never plays. Let's say it's Harden without Kyrie and Durant because neither one of them ever play. You know, Kyrie's on another one of his family matter vacations where he goes to his sister's birthday and then his birthday and then his grandma's birthday and then his next-door neighbor's effing birthday. But tell me I'm wrong. Have you ever seen them blow a 25-point lead with five minutes left in the third? Nope. No. Okay. Who else is good in the NBA? Have you ever seen the Jazz blow a 25 point lead? I know they lost a 3 1 lead in the NBA fine in the NBA Western Conference Finals. Uh, or that wasn't even the Western Conference Finals in the semis. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about have you ever seen them blow a 25 point lead in a game in a regular season at home on your home floor with five minutes left in the third? Nope. No. Have you ever seen Dame Lillard blow a 25-point lead with five minutes left in the third at home, at the Moda?
2: No, he's the one that comes back in those situations.
1: Have you ever seen uh, the Heat blow a 25-point lead? And they're not even good this year, but have you ever seen them blow a 25-point lead with five minutes left in the third?
2: Not that I can recall.
1: No. Uh, Have you even seen Joe Embiid and Simmons blow a 25-point lead with five minutes left in the third? Okay, the only team that I've ever seen it happen to, literally, is the Milwaukee Bucks. (laughs) I mean, what did I just watch? How bad they are. Whatever you do, whatever you do in life, bet against the Milwaukee Bucks. Do whatever you can in life. Be a good person. But at the end of the day, remember, if you bet on them, you're going to lose all your money.
3: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here.
0: Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
4: Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley. With premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last.
1: That's the problem with people. Everybody expects every team in the FN league to win the Super Bowl. One team wins, the rest of them lose. Nothing for you. How about that, one last indignity. Roll on the bench. Always like talking to Mitch Lawrence from NBA Radio on the bench. How you doing, Mitch?
5: Hey, I'm doing great tonight, Scott. How are you? Thanks for
1: having me, man. I'm hanging in, buddy. Listen, I've been going crazy on the air for 25 minutes uh, since the show started because I watched the Milwaukee bucks uh, Celtic game tonight. And I, Did yeah. you watch that game? I watched part of it. I know
5: there was almost a huge collapse by the Bucks, and they almost gave up an uncontested three at the gun. Daniel, Theis got to make that shot. It's from the corner. What's the problem? Boston? Okay, now here's, here with the, big here's the deal.
1: Here's the deal. Have you ever in your life – I just went through a litany of teams with Mafia, mm-hmm. and I said – I asked him a simple question. Have you ever seen a good team, the Lakers, uh, the, you know, the Jazz? I even said Simmons and Embiid. I, right. I said the Heat, and I think the Heat sucked this year. But, you know. They do. But and I said, Dame Lillard, I said, you know, the Clippers, I you know, honestly, name one team that's good, that's really good that you've ever seen seriously blow a 25 point lead with five minutes left in the third on their home floor when you have the two time defending MVP and the guy had one shot. He made one shot off the glass, a kiss off the glass, and then the other move he made, he, took a, he charged into Tice, and they called him for a charge. That was all he gave you in the last uh, 15 minutes of the game. They literally yeah. blew a 25-point lead on their home floor in, mm-hmm. in against a team that's 500, Mitch, that's a 500 team well, at right best. So explain to games. me how... Explain to me how anyone could ever think that the Milwaukee Bucks are anything except phonies.
5: Ah, well, you know what? I, I, I think they're going into tonight before this debacle, and they won the game. They've won what they thirteen one in the last fourteen or whatever. I had them a serious level below Brooklyn and Philly, even with them turning their season around. Because I'm just not a big believer in Giannis in the playoffs. How can you be? And, you know, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, these guys don't move the needle. They don't have enough star power for me. I know, hey, did a nice job getting Tucker out of Atlanta, uh, out of Houston, rather that helps. No, they're not, a, to me, they're not a serious contender. I agree with you 100%. So what happens is a team like that could almost blow a game like, uh, you know, like they almost did. But I'm not, look, in the Eastern Conference, let's not kid each other. It's going to be the Nets or Philadelphia. That's what I'm looking at. I would be surprised if... Milwaukee, Boston, Miami, you know, what these teams do. We'll see what anybody does at the trade deadline. If Miami, what, Pat Riley ends up with Kyle Lowry or if he goes to Philadelphia. But I'm not thinking anything. I'm not looking at the Bucks as being a real serious contender this year.
1: So they, uh, Giannis gave him 13, 8, and 7. Middleton yeah. gave him 27 and 13. When the game was over, they interviewed – ESPN interviewed uh, Middleton like he had just won political office or something. If I'm the Bucks, if I was a uh, boonholzer and I saw my guy going over to do an interview to brag about his big game that he had after they blew a 25-point lead and the Celtics had the ball – you said it. They had the ball – so I was watching till the bitter end. They had the ball with two yeah, seconds left. And a, and a chance to win with a three. And uh, you cannot tell me. That, I don't want it. like, what are you doing an interview for? To brag about winning a game that you choked a 25-point lead? I couldn't believe my eyes when I watched them <laughs> melt like an ice cream cone. I mean, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, what a bunch of posers and phonies they are. I, I don't care how many games they've won. I don't care if they won 50 well, of 55. They suck. They, they're never winning anything because they never do. We're on the same page.
5: We're on the same page. I mean, look, Giannis, look, you think he's going to tie Larry Bird and win three MVPs in a row? No, no way that's happening. No way that's happening. Larry Bird's the last guy in the NBA to win three MVPs in a row. You want to win three MVPs in a row, you better be a Mount Rushmore candidate. And you know this this Milwaukee team? No, I mean, look, wh- how are they going to match up against in the playoffs? How are they going to match up with against the Nets? How are they going to match up against Philadelphia? They're clearly not as good as those teams. And you know what? At the trade deadline, which comes tomorrow, they're not supposed to be doing anything. So you know they'll head into the playoffs, and the whole thing will be, what Giannis going to do? Is he going to be any better than he was last couple of years, where both you know Toronto and Miami basically solved him? Whoever, you know, they they lost to those last couple of years. And it's gonna be probably a referendum on my Budenholzer, Because they'll probably make a move. If they don't go deep in the playoffs, they're probably gonna to have to make a move where they're gonna fire him. They're gonna get another coach. So yeah, Milwaukee, I would discount Milwaukee right off the bat.
1: Do you think uh Mitch Lawrence with us? Uh, so Harden took the night off tonight with his uh neck stiffness. He uh, after he got pot <laughs> he, he deserved it, but he popped uh, his his head the other night. He got slammed in the head. I saw the play. But I have to tell you that, uh, you know, he deserves a night off because the difference between him and uh, Kyrie and, and Duran is this, right. is that Harden right. plays every night, and he carries right. – the the Nets and he's the MVP in my opinion without a doubt in the league and I know that everyone thinks I'm crazy but there is no one including Joker that does what that guy does Harden does it with a bunch of hacks he's doing it with Brown uh, Claxton uh, he's doing it with all these guys uh, it. he's a hack uh, all those guys don't even matter uh, I you know all right Joe Harris can shoot threes he's really a good shooter I'll give you that. But honestly, without Kyrie, without Durant, because Kyrie always takes a vacation every other week. He's gone for a week at a time to his, to his sister's yeah. birthday, his birthday, his neighbor's birthday, his grandma's birthday. He's always got something more important than basketball. <laughs> your on birthday, his next. Wait till he finds I mean, his birthday. Honestly. But I think Harden's the MVP, and what he does on a night-to-night basis— For me, because, you know, you and I, we didn't get to watch him every single night in Houston. But now in Brooklyn, we get to watch him every single night because we live here in New York City. So you can't tell me that he's not unbelievable what he's done with the Nets.
5: Oh, he's a lifesaver for them. If they don't make that trade, where would they be? Because, first of all, is Kevin Durant ever going to play this year? Would it surprise you if in a couple of weeks there was an announcement that, you know what, uh, the Nets have decided, uh, along with Kevin Durant, that uh, he's going to shut it down for the remainder of the regular season, and uh, we'll reevaluate his playoff uh, availability at the uh, at the appropriate time. Would that be kind of an announcement no. like that? Would that surprise you? No, surprise that's exactly me. what'll happen. Right, right, and then we'll see if he plays or not. And you're right about Kyrie; just you know, he's not reliable. So yeah, the, the trade for Harden has been a season saver for this team because he goes out and he gives you an MVP performance and there are people who actually thought that James Harden would come to Brooklyn and he wouldn't be happy and he would play the same way he did in Houston when we all knew he would be very happy to get out of Houston and he would adapt to whatever the Nets needed and Steve Nash wanted because that's the kind of guy James Harden is he forced his way out of Houston it was ugly we know that But he knew he was going to change his ways as soon as he put on the black and white of the Nets uniform. So he has been just tremendous. I agree with you right now, especially with LeBron and Embiid out. (laughs) I mean, this MVP race is wide open, and he's got a great shot at winning it. Yeah, there are other people too, but Harden has been phenomenal. And let's remember, Philadelphia, who now is dying to get Kyle Lowry, they had a better trade on the table for Houston that included Ben Simmons, and Houston right. wouldn't make a deal with Daryl Morey. So that's why Daryl Morey's in a scramble. You know, Daryl Morey wanted to have Harden come in because he knows, like everybody else does, if you look at Philadelphia, who are you going to go to late in a playoff game to get you a shot to create some offense to beat somebody off the dribble? They really don't have that player. They wanted James Harden. They thought they hard- Harden. Now they're going to try to get Kyle Lowry. So we'll see if they win that battle or if he goes down to uh, South Beach to play for uh, Pat Riley.
1: Do you think that, because uh, uh, Harden has like a triple double every night. Last night he had 25 and 17 dimes. Uh, yeah, 17. Do, do you agree with me that when he plays without, um, you know, when he's just playing with Jordan and Claxton and Brown and Harris and Shamett and Tyler yeah. Johnson, do you agree with me that he's, well, we, we both know he's carrying them. But my point is, yeah. do you believe that the rest of them, frankly, are hacks? And he's made them all yeah. look like uh, all world. I mean, their play. yeah. I mean, like yeah. no other. Is that not the definitive uh, choice? Uh, I have respectfully, uh, I got sixty seconds, Mitch, before we break and come back. Do you believe that that is not the epitome of what the award is about? That should be.
5: You have to play for a top team, unless you're doing what Russell Westbrook did a few years ago when he won the MVP as a six seed because he did something historical by matching what Oscar Robertson did with all the triple-doubles, you know, 60 years ago, whatever, um, right. 50 years ago. Yeah, what James Harden is doing, you're winning, but you're also carrying a, you know, suspect cast, you know, for, for lack of a better term, you call him hacks. So, you know, he's not playing with all-stars. <laughs> I mean, but, 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 what's he playing with? So, yes, yes, and that's what, that's what you want to see out of an elite player like James Harden. So, right now, in late March, he's your leader for the MVP. We'll see what happens. But what I'm more interested in is if they ever get Durant and Harden and Irving on the court, how that's going to work. Because we really still don't know how that's going to work. Because one of those three guys is going to have to take the third role. And you know it's not going to be Durant or Harden. So how is Kyrie going to accept that?
1: Yeah. Well, let me say this. uh, is that uh, Look, Harris tonight has zero points. And when he plays with Harden, he's never had zero in a game. I mean, the guy hitting threes left and right. Without him, the guy's playing without pants on. He's literally naked on the court. All of them are hacks without Harden. They really are. We'll come back with Mitch Lawrence.
3: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling, the collide of football pads.
0: That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
4: Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the Leather Collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new Leather Collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at five ninety nine ninety nine. Ashley, for the love of home.
0: Your search is over. You've found it. What you've been looking for. The definitive culmination of the state of the art of, of sports, sports talk. talk. This is the winning edge. You- You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network.
1: All right, for all in advance, we're talking to my good buddy uh, Mitch Lawrence from NBA Radio. So I just wanted to say really quick that uh, the Nets tonight are getting smacked by the Jazz because no one's playing, no Harden, no Kyrie, no Durant. uh, Griffin's (laughs) not in. Uh, I think literally Green's played like five minutes. Harris has played five minutes. They're 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 literally throwing the game. Uh, So anyway, let me ask you this question: When you look at the Lakers without you know with LeBron and Davis out? I said yeah. today. I was on TV today, and I said that the rest of those bums, which is another word for hacks, I think the rest of that team is showing their true colors uh, without them because th- we all know that it's those two and that's it. I've been hearing, I've been hearing for okay. a year and a half, two years that Caruso's the ne- he's the next Jesus. He's the greatest player on earth. Oh, he's the heart and soul of the team. Oh, I've been hearing about Morris. I've been hearing about Kuzma. I've been hearing about uh, Montrezl Harrell and all the rest of them and Pope. And it it goes on and on. Um, The bottom line is, so uh, you can't tell me they don't stink without LeBron and Davis. Like, I'm not afraid of that team at all without those two. They're going nowhere without those two. Well,
5: well, of course they're not. But they're also going to get Andre Drummond in a couple of days. You think they're, Hello, getting him there? Tomorrow? Yeah, they're going to get Andre Drummond in a couple of days. That's not bad because they offer him a starting job and they get LeBron healthy in a couple of weeks and Anthony Davis comes back. Who's going to beat them?
1: The Nets. <laughs>
5: <laughs> hey, well, we'll see. Well, we'll Hey, let me tell you something. We'll see if the Nets get to the finals. We'll see if Kevin Durant plays. We'll see how good those three, like I said, goes back to this. Anytime you have a big three, the number three guy always has to take Big sacrifices. Chris Bosh had to do that in Miami. Kevin Love had to do that in Cleveland. Is Kyrie Irving up to doing that with Brooklyn? I don't know. That remains to be seen. But, uh, yeah, the Lakers are awful. They're, you know, I don't know how they're going to win games, obviously, without LeBron and Anthony Davis because they're the best one-two punch in the league. And for LeBron to go down the other day, I mean, yeah, I know he had a groin injury a couple of years ago, that Christmas Day thing, but basically the guy's been indestructible for 18 years. So when he got clipped by Solomon Hill, and by the way, that was not a dirty play. He was going for a loose ball. LeBron just happened to be one of the rare times in his life in the wrong place at the wrong time on the court. Yeah, he suffered a bad ankle sprain. So we'll see how his recuperative powers are. But you're absolutely right until he comes back. And that's the other thing. My, my running line the last few weeks has been who's going to make it to the court, back to the court first, Anthony Davis or, or uh, Kevin Durant? Like, those guys, like, uh, what kind of injuries do you have? You're gonna, you're gonna, did you get an amputation and come back with a prosthetic? So, you know, we'll see about Anthony Davis. Not the toughest guy in the world, obviously. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, hey. you know, LeBron James, when the Lakers get LeBron James, everything changes.
1: Hey, uh, Mitch, have you ever seen a guy, honestly, in your life, with a strained hamstring, miss the entire season like Durant. Like, is this guy's body not breaking down before our very eyes? Like, I know he tore his Achilles and everything. I know he scores 38 games when he plays. He plays five games the whole effing season.
5: Did you, uh, uh, you know, when he got hurt against Golden State, I was watching that whole game from pillar to post because I had to do a post-game show. And that was right. a featured game for our serious NBA that, that night. And uh, later, when they said he was hurt with the calf, I was like, I don't remember seeing that or a hamstring, whatever he had. But maybe he is breaking down. You never know. Uh, but it, it is ridiculous. You know, that James Harden's played more games as a net than Kevin Durant. Right? I mean, that's the way it is. I mean. We'll see. We'll see if Kev- We'll see what Kevin Durant does and how, what kind of, yeah, when he played earlier in the year, he looked like he was the MVP. And that didn't last too long so playing he's making about 40 million dollars this year good for him
1: i mean honestly cuz when he played he was dropping 30 a game and he was oh, incredible but he was he is unstoppable but do you believe for 1 minute that a guy that misses the whole season and you know they have you hear this all the time we're just saving him for the playoffs do you ever believe that bs that some guy can just walk on the floor and then no. start playing no. every night, every no. other night, in no. a seven-game no. series, and that he can stay healthy for more than three games. A guy that no. he's injured every time he touches the court, and now all of a yeah. sudden he's going to yeah. stay healthy in the playoffs. I'm yeah. not buying it. I think he's shot.
5: Oh, you think he's shot? Well, I don't know
1: if he's shot. I do. Or- he's oh. always injured.
5: Okay. Okay. Well, you might have a point. We'll see. It might bury out. I'm not going to go go to those lengths yet, but it certainly is very suspicious that he has been out this long uh, with a quote-unquote whatever it was, mild hamstring strain, whatever, whatever the injury was. I've, I've already forgot because it's like not even worth paying, you know, keeping track of because you just know the guy's never going to play. I'll be stunned when they say, hey, by the way, tonight we're going to have Kevin Durant. He's going to play. Oh, really? What's the problem? I thought he was, you know, it's one of those deals. So, yeah, I mean, Listen. it's a shame. It's a shame because, look, he is one of the top, I've always viewed him as a top 10 offensive player in the history of the sport because he's basically got an unblockable shot and he's got a great game and he's you know he's a two-time finals MVP. But if he doesn't take the court for you really what are we talking about here? Now we're talking about a guy who like you say, he can't stay healthy and maybe his body is breaking down. I mean that's a possibility.
1: But uh, man, that
5: would be that would be rough for the Nets to have to endure that.
1: Listen, I love his game. Uh, there's everything you just to. said is dead on. He's incredible. He's unstoppable. He lights everyone up. He you can't you can't do anything but suffer at his mercy. Uh, you're you're at his whim because the guy just owns everyone. There's no one that can touch him. But if you never play right. and you're just never on the floor, then you're worthless. I mean, it's exactly. just that simple. Exactly. Now, let me ask you this question before I I don't want to spend the whole time talking about him or them. Do you think that uh, Doc Rivers is coaching like he did in Boston with the Celtics when he won the title in Philly, uh, as opposed to the way he coached and I thought did nothing in Los Angeles? Hmm. That's well,
5: and that's what Paul George said too. Right after they blew that three-one lead, he blamed it on Doc Rivers, which I thought was a load because Paul Paul George and Kawhi Leonard had. More to do with them losing that series when they were up three to one than Doc Rivers, to me. Right. But anyway, no, he's done a great. Listen, he's done a great job in Philadelphia. You know, um, I haven't thought about it in terms of the Boston thing. He had a better team in Boston than his Philly team. You got to remember that too. You know, Garnett. uh, You know, at that time, Garnett is the the whole key there because before he got there, what kind of winning did Paul Pierce do? He knew any kind of winning. He got to a conference finals now and then, what, once, twice maybe. Garnett came in, the glue to that team, the heart and soul, and he gave you I mean, just stellar play. And, you know, Ray Allen and Rondo. So he, he had a better team uh, than this Philly team. But this Philly team, I, I think they have a lot of great components that fit. You know, the problem for Doc here is that his best player is unreliable. He can't stay on the court, Joel Embiid. And that's his, that's his track record, too. I mean, as much as you want to talk about Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid's even a riskier proposition than Kevin Durant, because Joel Embiid is always going down with some sort of problem. So, you know, the problem for, for them is, and this goes back to chasing down Kyle Lowry or somebody, what are they going to do in the situation when they get in a tight situation late in a playoff game? Who are they going to? Who's going to get them a shot late in a shot clock? Right. Do you trust anybody on that team? I don't think Doc Rivers can coach, coach that into anybody at this point. Jake you know. Melton. We'll
1: see if they make any moves. <laughs> Hey, let me ask you this question. Uh, Draymond Green said that he's the greatest defensive yeah. player uh, yeah. ever. Yeah. Right. And I right. was just thinking, right. I was thinking today yeah. of all the great yeah. players that uh, I remember that, that you know, yeah. in my 55 right. years on this earth that I've uh, thought were, uh, you know, great defenders in the league's history. And okay. there is, I'm not putting him as the greatest defender ever in the NBA. I'm sorry. I'm not even no, close. Like, well, how, I, and I I'm going to say this. You may, you may think I'm crazy, but, like, uh-huh. because I, I believe Olajuwon was better and I could go on and on. But a guy that I thought was better than him as a defender and a rebounder was Dennis Rodman. I, I really do. I thought he was nastier, meaner, better defender, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely mm-hmm. owned the glass on both ends of the floor. Like no one I've ever seen before in my life. I put Dennis Rodman in the hall of fame just for his defense and his rebounding uh, and just that. Uh, And he won all the rings and whatever, but I thought he was as a defender. People think he's nuts, but he was a great basketball player defensively. And I just do not put Draymond green as the greatest defender of all time. You gotta be kidding me.
5: Right. Well, that's Draymond talking and he talks about Draymond incessantly. Draymond talks about, look, it starts here. This week we lost Elgin Baylor, right? right. I'm not going to tell you Elgin Baylor was any kind of a great defender, but from that era, Bill Russell was. Bill Russell still might be the greatest defender in the history of the sport. After all, who was blocking shots before Bill Russell? Nobody. He introduced that into the sport, basically. The shot blocking, the rebounding. And, of course, Draymond Green, Bill Russell was the greatest winner of all time. I know that's going back, and it's before ESPN, so nobody wants to talk about it. But you have to give Bill Russell his due when it comes to defense. I mean, please, it starts there. Start with Bill Russell. Work your way down. You want to include Dennis Rodman. I don't have a problem with that. Dennis Rodman did a great job. Not when he was taking his sneakers off during games wow. for Bob Hill in San Antonio. When he got to Chicago, and he right. was a, uh, yeah, you, you said, you saw, and you know, what I loved about him too was how many extra possessions. This is the other end of the court. How many extra possessions did he give those Bulls teams with phenomenal offensive rebound, a relentless work ethic on the offensive glass, at only six right. five or six six against bigger guys?
1: He was did you unbelievable. think? Did you think Gary Payton was uh, better and and like Pippen? I, I think they were both better. Oh, Pippen, I, think, oh, Jordan, please, I think Jordan. I think Jordan was better. Scott, Scott, thank you very much. You know what he talks about? Everybody talks about
5: Michael Jordan as a scorer. And Michael Jordan is the clutch player, which he, you know, obviously one of the great clutch scorers. And just overall, his scoring was phenomenal off the charts. Michael Jordan could lock down anybody, and he prided himself on that. And that's a big difference, obviously. Also, if you want to get into the LeBron-Michael debate, this is where LeBron falls short. He is not the defender that Michael Jordan was. Yeah, LeBron, when he was younger, could play multiple positions. But Michael Jordan... Was a, was a much more fearsome defender who could take, I mean, you saw his work, what he did, and he prided himself on that, too. But now nobody talks about that about Michael Jordan. And thank you for introducing Scottie Pippins to the conversation, too, because he could lock down anybody. So, yeah, you know Tim Green he, is just full of it.
1: Yeah, you know who another guy that no one ever mentions was great, and I remember because uh, I lived out there for it, was uh, Michael Cooper. Oh, Coop for the Lakers, sure. Yeah, he was a big-time He was time a great top. defender. Yeah.
5: I mean, yes, he, he was, was. unbelievable. He was tremendous. I mean, you know, like, you know, when I saw that from Draymond Green, it's like, why even respond to it? Because it's idiotic. It's insane, <laughs> Right? I mean, it's just, you know. Guy. And, and, you know, for him, for him to say that and to not realize that you always have to tip your cap to Bill Russell at right. the start, if you know anything about the history of the sport, you know. And, and, and I got to say this. You know, it's, a, it's un, unfortunate that Elgin Baylor died the other day, and he's only really known for being a terrible GM for Donald Sterling, right? But he right. revolutionized the one-on-one offensive game, individual right. offense. He basically brought, like the NBA was a primitive league in the 50s when it came to that.
1: Hey Mitch, I gotta run. I gotta run, Mitch. Don't, don't be mad. I got I gotta cut you off. I love you. I'm out of time, but I I love, I love, love talking to NBA. Rack. I could talk with you all day. I'll catch up with you again really okay. soon. All right, brother. Love you. All right, there he is, Mitch Lawrence.
3: Reese's Peanut
0: Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
4: Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley. With premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last.
1: They were lifeless. I don't like that or condone that at all. I play it straight up, yo. You know, I was even thinking about some of the other guys that uh, I thought were better than Draymond Green. And you know what's funny is I've already rattled off about 10 of them. Like, I don't even put him in the top ten. And then I'd, I'm going to put Garnett in front of him. I'm going to put, uh, oh, definitely Bruce Bowen. And then I probably put, uh, you know, a guy that never gets any respect whatsoever at all is Ben Wallace. You remember him? He played with the oh, Pistons. Yeah. That guy could going, ball. He played deep. He played uh, defense. What about Duncan? You're, you're going to tell me guns. what about? Uh, David Robinson, when he played, I mean, I could go on and on. I mean, I could literally go on and on. In fact, uh, I think, I actually think Kawhi Leonard now is better than Draymond Green.
2: I think he's even the best defender on his team. I say Clay's a better defender than he is.
1: It was funny because he said that he was the best defender ever. He said he was the best defender ever. And uh, in the game, that, so he said it, and then the next game he played was last night. And last night he got owned on, <laughs> like, I mean, at the in the paint and at the rim, he got B-slapped in that game last night by the Sixers and Simmons. They just ate him alive and scored on him at will. And every shot, kiss, finger roll, dunk you can imagine, they scored on Draymond Green and won that game and covered for me. The Sixers. By the way, that Utah lead is uh, 55-31 on Brooklyn right now, and Brooklyn's playing basically naked. They have no good players playing in the game. It makes me sick to my stomach.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.